Welcome in to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of this podcast. And man, I want to thank you for checking out today's podcast episode. I also want to encourage you to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. You can find this podcast episode, a catalog of 400 plus podcast episodes. You can check out the suggested reading tab, where there's a list of books that I would suggest you consider. You can read the most recent blog post, sign up for our email newsletter, and visit the gear store. There are two things I want to highlight in the gear store right now. The first is the registration for the next session of Tribe is currently open and will be open until Saturday, May 27th, 2023. Tribe is a six-month journey with men all across the United States and beyond. It is a journey of growing the same direction together, daily Bible reading, book reading, challenges, Zoom calls, etc. It is a community of men unlike anything you have been a part of. Make sure you secure your spot in the next session of Tribe, which will run June 1st until the end of November Make sure you secure your spot today. I also want to encourage you to check out our fall men's retreat, which once again will be in Indianapolis, Indiana. Secure your spot, and while you're there, maybe invite a few other guys to come with you. It's encouraging to hear stories of men who have traveled maybe multiple states, some of them from outside the U.S., to come to Indianapolis to be a part of this men's retreat, to worship, grow, and build camaraderie together. Men, it's time for today's conversation. So this last weekend, my middle child, my daughter, uh, ran in the Indianapolis Mini Marathon. This Mini Marathon is 13.1 miles. Mini doesn't seem like it's the right name for it, but that, that's what it is. So back in probably around January, she just decided she wanted to do this. So she set out every day to you know, run a mile, two miles, three miles. She kind of had this plan that she was following to uh, be prepared for this mini marathon. We're, we are not runners. We, we've played a lot of sports in our family, but running for the sake of running, that's not really in our DNA. But she decided she wanted to do that. She showed great resolve, grit. Uh, she was prepared. She would learn from other runners, try to figure out what, you know, the right shoes, the right things to have with her when she was running, things of that nature. And as a dad, uh, I was, I was very proud of her. I am very proud of her, of, of this and, and just the, the resiliency to go after something. And almost in a way she did it on her own. Like nobody in our house is running with her. There was a day where my wife, you know, rode her bike or did something because the run was quite a bit longer. There were times where, you know, maybe her brother went with her for a period of time, but for the most part, this was her commitment. She missed very few days between when she started to this past weekend. And so uh, through the course of all this, we go down to the race and, and I don't go to marathons. I don't know if that what I'm going to describe is typical. I, I would imagine it is to, uh, to many degrees. However, I'm, I'm just giving you my perspective on it. You guys that run will say, yep, that's the way it is. Or, you know, nope, that's unique to, you know, that experience, but I don't think it is. 
when we got there, uh, through the course of communication stuff, my, um, I had received a phone call of like where to park. So where we parked was right next to the very last water station, which was about three fourths of a mile before the finish line. Quite a fascinating place to be. Uh, the finish line, as you can assume, with races like this in a city like this, is chaos. There's so many people. There's music. There's news stations. There's vendors. There's uh, all kinds of stuff. So we were we were in the excitement, if you will, but we were just removed enough from it that we weren't bombarded with all that. So what would happen is the runners would come across a bridge, and about a quarter mile away was the water station. We're, we're, we're stationed right there watching all this thousands of people running by i'm only looking for one runner all right i'm looking for her but through the course of this we were probably there an hour hour plus so saw a lot of people running and there were probably i'm going to say 10 people five on each side roughly handing out water to those who were running by and two people in particular really stood out to me there was a guy and a girl and they would uh they were giving encouragement to the runners so they would say, you know, come on, man, you're almost there. You know, you could see the finish line. You could see the flags. You know, this is the last water break before you, you know, get to that line. Come on, you can do it. Left foot, right foot. I mean, he said a lot of other things that probably are not appropriate on this podcast. But um, the, the point was they were just imploring these people, come on, keep going. Don't give up. You've come this far. By all means, don't stop. Dig a little bit deeper. Whatever you got, just keep going. Now, listen, I've been around athletics a lot. I I get that. I get the huddles. I get the locker room talks. I get the pregame, postgame, timeouts. I get all that stuff. But for whatever reason, this just hit me different. Because typically in an athletic situation I've been a part of, when you're having those talks, you're a part of a, a unit, a team. Five of you, nine of you, 11 of you, whatever. I've never implored strangers to make a basket, you know, take a corner kick, you know, hit a curveball. I've just never done that. And to see people who didn't know these people just giving this very intentional, very purposeful encouragement to them, man, to me, it's an image of what is going on in heaven right now. I, I just I stood there and I thought, this is what heaven's like right now. And so they're telling people, come on, there's the, there's the checkered flags. You can see the flags. You know, you're, you, I mean, I, I know they could see the banner that says finish line or whatever it says across it. I, I don't recall. But they would, you know, get there. And there was a great celebration, obviously, when people crossed the finish line. And I think they had 30,000 bananas or so. someone. I don't know why somebody told me that. They had cookies. They had drinks. They had, I mean, they had everything across that finish line. A great celebration, you know, would take place once people got that point. But you still had to finish. You still had to get there. And it was so inspiring. The people in my group that I was standing on the sideline watching this with began to shout to the runners as well, clap for them, cheer for them. I I didn't. I was only looking for one runner. But they did. And sometimes the runners would look over as if to say, you know, thank you or do I know you or whatever. It was just that inspiring to say, man, seeing other people do it, you're like, I want to implore them too. There were people that would walk up and down the sidewalks. Like One guy looked like he was a, a military veteran who was yelling to the runners, like, come on, keep going, don't quit, keep after it. 
you know, what, whatever you could come up with, they were just yelling to these people. You're yelling to this body of people. And, and granted, like when, when my kid come by, we're cheering for one specific person. But overall, you were really cheering for, for everybody. I want everybody to finish. I want them to do well. I want them to get across that finish line. You know, you're at 13 miles now, for crying out loud. That, that's a haul. You did it. Or you're close to doing it. Keep going. Don't quit. Whatever you got. Some people had people with them. And you could tell like they were encouraging one another. Every once in a while, I would see somebody that was just kind of like in the middle, just a person running who was just shouting things like, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body or, you know, those types of cliche things. But they were just trying to keep people going. And I thought, I got to believe that's what heaven's like right now. And I thought about the writer of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I mean, this. I mean, there was a great cloud of witnesses there. I don't know, but a handful of people that were in this race. I gotta believe there are people that have gone on to the other side of eternity that know you and I by name, and they are imploring us: keep going, remain faithful, stay focused. I know what awaits the finish line. I know what's on the other side of the finish line. Don't give up. Don't get caught up in the mundane. Don't get caught up in sin. Don't get caught up in stuff that has no eternal value in it. The writer said, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. They, they were, they're imploring you and I to say, get rid of it. Purge the sin in your camp. Purge the sin in your life. Get rid of all the stuff that would trip you up. Every once in a while, there was someone called by name from these people that are handing out water. And I remember thinking, how do you know these people? Do you do this every year? Like, do you work with them? I later found out that people's first name, first and last names are on the bibs they wear when they're running. Still pretty cool that they would look and see a person's name and they would say their name. And I have to believe that someone's saying their name. They might not have heard their name for call for a couple hours or longer. I got to believe that's a little bit of a boost. I asked my daughter later on, I was like, you know, so we're on the sideline, we're there and we're cheering and we're clapping and, you know, all that stuff. And um, was it like that the whole way? You know, I've never ran a marathon. Like, is there people just constantly lining? You know, this is a huge city. Is there people always around? She's like, no, there were parts there was nobody around. Or if there were people there, they were just kind of like staring at you. She did say when they got to like mile one, I think it was mile one, that there were a group, a group of police officers, you know, obviously doing security and stuff, but police officers who were clapping for all the runners. And she said, I felt like we should be clapping for them. And again, I want you to think about the eternal picture here. We should be clapping for those who've gone on before us. Go, those who are the guardrail spiritually for us. Those who've paid the way so that we could have church buildings to go to and Bibles to read and, and small groups to gather in. like We should be clapping for them. But they clap for us. He says, we have a great cloud of witnesses. Run this race with endurance. The race that is set before you. Man, I want you to know, you got a race set before you. It is so easy to want to give up. I have to believe that more runners give up when nobody's around than when you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I have to believe that more people tap out of this thing or any other race or marathon or spiritual walk or anything like that when there's nobody else around. It's one of the reasons that the pursuit of manliness is, is generally predicated upon community. 
because it's a little bit easier to stay with it, stay focused, raise that standard in your life when you know you got some other people doing it as well. Now, if you want to remove yourself, if you want to distance yourself, if you want to kind of hide in your holy corner, you can do that and you'll have nobody and you'll be in and out. But those who stay with it, left foot, right foot, who keep their eyes fixed on the finish line, they will run that race with joy and endurance. Verse 2 of Hebrews 12 says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Now, I know I know a guy that was in the race. He's a He runs a lot, and I asked him about this, and I asked my daughter about this, and they both agreed that you know, when you come across this particular bridge and they're coming downhill a little bit, you can see those checker flags. They're like, it is such a boost. It is such a boost. Like, okay, okay, I'm not just running. You know, I'm not going crazy here. I'm, there's actually going to be an end to this thing. That's what Jesus is for us. He's the end of the thing. He's what we're fixing our eyes on. He's the goal that we'll stand before him someday. and He'll look at you and he'll look at me and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. You didn't give up. You didn't quit. You did not check out. You did the day in and day out. You served. You gave. You prayed. You worshiped. You discipled. You evangelized. Like you, you did it. You lived out the profession of faith that you made in front of another group of witnesses. It says that he, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I, I'm looking at that race thinking, I don't want to do it. I don't ever want to do that. But I love what is on the other side of it. The, 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 the validation of completing something that you set out to do. That's one of the things my daughter talked about. She's like, you know, when I got across that finish line, she's like, it was such a great feeling because you're like, I actually did it. I did it. I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know what it entailed, but I did it. Brother, I, I got to believe when you and I get to the other side of eternity, we're going to say, we did it. We did it. We didn't know how many years we had on the planet. We didn't know the relationships that would be placed in our life that would be put in there and taken away from us. We didn't know what obstacles were set before us. We didn't know the things that we would have to endure, but we did it. We did it. We can forever, for all eternity, say, we did it. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. As I said in the very beginning of this, I have to believe this is an image of heaven now. I don't fully grasp how all this would work, and, and some of you might disagree with me on this, and that's fine. But I do believe there is a great cloud of witnesses that is cheering you and I on from the other side of eternity, calling us out by name and saying, stay with it, man. Don't quit. Stay with it. Don't give up. You're almost there. You're almost there. You realize how close we are to the other side of eternity? We are almost there. Left foot, right foot. Come on, stay with it. There were, as I said, there were people that were in groups. There were people that ran by themselves. There were people who recognized those in the crowd. And those who seemed like they were just there either to get their personal best or they were just there to do it or man, just didn't have anybody or whatever. I mean, I want you to know you have people. You have people. And if you're willing to look for them, if you're willing to lean into it, if you're willing to engage in it, you have people. I meet people all the time. 
who will come up to me in public. I shouldn't say all the time. I have met people many times in public who have come up to me who know about the pursuit of manliness, who might be in the closed Facebook group or follow on Instagram or, you know, whatever. They're, they're privy to it. They listen to this podcast or whatever. And they'll say, now I'm one of the quiet ones. I'm kind of in the back just watching. And I'm just, why? Why? Why are you doing that? What what good is that? Are, are you just kind of consuming things or what good? Because I don't know the guy in the middle. I don't know. There was a guy holding a sign that says like, hit here for a power boost. It was like a poster board and had a circle and people would run by and they'd slap the poster board. I mean, they're not really getting a power boost, but he was just trying to implore him. Come on. He wasn't running. He didn't have a bib. He's not getting a medal. He just wanted to give him a power boost. Listen, you sitting on the sidelines or being one of the quiet ones, there, there's, there's not much value in that. We're going to need more men who are willing to step up and speak up and implore one another, keep going, because I want you to hear this. If you have some people in your life, and, and, and I do, and I hope you do, if you have some people in your life, you just know there are people that don't have those people in their life. They don't have those people who are imploring them. As I sit here today, I've heard from two different guys in tribe, directly, to me directly. Probably, I think there's actually more than that. No, three guys, actually. I have a strong community within tribe. I have a strong community within the herd. I have a strong community within my church. I'm blessed with you know wife and children. I know some people don't have that. That's why this stuff exists. That's why I'm having this conversation with you right now on a Quiet Life podcast to say, keep going. Don't give up. Left foot, right foot. You're almost there. Keep your eyes fixed on the finish line. You've completed so much. You've completed so much. And if you're in this race and you've made that profession of faith, if you've surrendered to Jesus, you've gone into the waters of baptism, you're at Romans 6, you're buried with Christ, you're raised to, Romans 6, 4, forgive me. Romans 6, 4, you're buried with Christ, you're raised to walk in a newness of life, you're in the race. Now, whether you're just starting out or you've been running this thing for a long time, we need you, man. I need you to encourage me. And I'm going to do my best to encourage you. But beyond all that, I have to believe, once again, there are those who've gone before us. Some of them we know by name. Some of them we do not know at all. And they stand there and they implore you and I, keep going. Don't look to the left and to the right. Don't get caught up in all the things that are going on in your world. Keep your eyes focused on Christ. Serve Him faithfully. Take care of your own address. Take care of your own marriage. Take care of your children. And then allow God to grow that sphere of influence that you can begin to influence other people for the kingdom of heaven. The last thing we need is more guys standing on the sideline just watching everyone else run. The last thing we need is someone else to say, well, I'm there. I don't, I'm just one of the quiet ones. I'm kind of in the back. Not really. To, we need you, man. We need to know, what is God teaching you? I need to know, what do you need prayer for? I need to know what kind of victories you have in your life, what kind of struggles you have in your life. Give me some good news once in a while. I need to know what your, your, your pastor preached on. I need to know what your small group talked about. We need to know these things because we need to be having these types of conversations because it's too easy to quit. It's too easy to quit. Whether you're just watching or you're in a season right now that feels like about the 18th month of winter. You got people who are for you. 
We talk about building better men together. We provide opportunities. And maybe the pursuit of manliness and tribe and the hurt, man, that's not your thing. Find your thing. There's too much on the line for you to quit. I guarantee as I sit here today recording this podcast, those who cross that finish line felt completely different from those who tapped out because they just got distracted, bored, tired, you know, whatever. Some of them were medical reasons, no question about it. But unless the good Lord has called you home, and if you're listening to this podcast, he hasn't called you home yet. Unless the good Lord has called you home, you're still in it. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Lay aside every weight, every sin which clings so closely. Maybe you need to purge the sin from your camp. Maybe you need to purge the sin from your life. Maybe you need to declutter your life. There's some things probably clinging really closely to your life that are unnecessary. Where I record this podcast just days ago was covered in all kinds of electronics. You know, we've got batteries and cameras and monitors and all this stuff. And I finally said, what am I doing? I still got to put, I'm still going to put out content and I have an, you know, like a computer in front of me and a microphone. I got, I got rid of, I didn't get rid of it. I moved it or, or put it away somewhere else. Almost all of it. I said, I don't want to be about all that. I don't want to be about the production. I don't want to be about those things. I want to make sure I make room for the things that matter the most. And maybe in your life, you need to do some, some purging yourself. Maybe there's some things that have been clinging so closely. Imagine people running a race with a bunch of stuff that were unnecessary to the race. You'd say, what are you doing? I got to believe there's some other people on the other side of eternity looking at you, looking at me saying, what are you doing? That's not going to matter. In six months, six years, six decades, or for eternity, that's not going to matter. Why are you allowing it to cling so closely? Why are you allowing it to prevent you from running this race with endurance that is set before you? Why are you doing that? You're almost there. So I want to implore you. I don't know what season of life you're in. I don't know what your community is. I don't know what your friendships are like or whatever. I want to encourage you, man. Left foot, right foot. You're you're almost there. You got to keep your eyes fixed. Keep your eyes fixed on that finish line. When your eyes are fixed on the finish line, all the things in the past no longer matter. All the things right now, they're just blowing right by you. Because I'm keeping my eyes fixed on that finish line. Because the truth be told, for you and I, man, we're almost there. Amen? Once again, men, I want to thank you for checking out the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If there were any links mentioned, make sure you check the show notes. You're going to see a list of links in the show notes that are easy to take you where you want to go. I also want to encourage you to check out The Herd. The Herd is simply a subscription to The Pursuit of Manliness, where you get bonus audio content. You're invited to the herd Zoom calls. And at the retreat, we have a couple opportunities for men in the herd to gather together. The men in the herd essentially support the pursuit of manliness. And I am incredibly grateful for men who have said, we believe in what you're doing and we want to be a part of it as well. Men, thanks for listening and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.